Welcome to the Wildly Optimized Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Terea Rodriguez, and I'm joined by the lovely co-host, Evie Tackett. Both of us are functional diagnostic nutrition practitioners, and we love working with women from all over the world through our virtual programs, helping women not only feel better, but actually achieve that vibrant, no-holds-barred version of themselves they've been missing for a long time. And how we actually get there? Well, that is what this show is all about. Now, please keep in mind that this podcast is created for educational purposes only and should never be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. And if you like what you hear today, we would love for you to hit that follow button, leave a review in Apple podcast, share with your friends and keep coming back for more. Let's start today's adventure, shall we? Welcome back, everybody. Today, Evie and I are very excited to talk about this topic because this is one of those things that takes a little getting used to in terms of our thinking, but that is really where we're placing our focus. And this can be with anything in life. So that's part of why I love talking about this because it's applicable not only to health and wellness, but it's applicable to just about anything. And I really picked up on this concept when I was reading some books written by the author Jen Sincero. So she happens to be one of my favorite authors. Maybe it's because she drops an F-bomb here or there, and that's kind of my style of speaking. But what she says, and her quote is, what you focus on is what you will experience. And at first I was like, well, that's weird. I'm not quite sure I understand that concept. But then it started to kind of sink in. It's like, oh, if we are constantly focused on what it is we don't want, or if we're constantly focused in on the symptoms that we're having, guess what our brain is going to notice? So it's kind of like the analogy I like to use is a brand new model of car. We'll just pick on Tesla because most people know Tesla, right? But when they release their latest model, I think it's the Y now, At first, you were like, oh, what is that on the road? Like, I've never seen one of those before. Who makes that? Like, what is that? And then you realize, oh, hey, that's Tesla's new Model Y. And then you drive down the road, at least out here in Silicon Valley. I don't know if it's the same for you in Cincinnati, but you drive down the road or drive down the freeway. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, there's one. There's one. There's one. There's one. Right? And so our brain starts to notice those things that come into our awareness And this is what we're talking about, focus. So, Abby, we were just talking right before we hit record. What have you noticed just about today that your focus is on? And maybe we can shift that Absolutely, yeah. So we were just talking about how I wanted to get to the office early. I wanted to have everything set up. I wanted to have the mic ready so that way we could record and be on time. And I didn't have any tech issues. And I was so focused on tech issues and avoiding tech issues And as soon as I logged in, I was like, wait, I can't hear you. What's happening? And we had tech issues. And so I told Tere, I said, this is what I was trying to avoid this whole time. Like I was, I planned my morning. I wanted to get here early. I did all these things before this. That way I wasn't going to have tech issues. And now here we go. Of course this happens. And she goes, oh, that's an interesting thought. (laughs) Yes, it is. And it's such a wonderful analogy because this can happen as with something as simple as wanting to avoid tech issues, right? And so, you know, sure, all of those things are solvable and figure outable. But at the same time, the question really is, where was the focus this morning? It was on what you didn't want. 
but our brains don't necessarily hear it that way. That isn't the translation that happens. So one of my other coaches who talks about the same concept, it, you know, we'll talk about it in terms of symptoms, like talking a lot about, I don't want indigestion or I don't want bloating and I'll do whatever I can to not have bloating, like maybe not even eat today because I know tomorrow I need to wear, you know, a certain outfit and I don't want to be bloated. Like we're constantly thinking about how can I avoid this situation? And the brain is like, oh, hey, you're talking about bloating a lot. Really? Here. I'll serve up some bloating. How's that? That's what you want. You know, it's almost like talking to a, a young child or something and they're like, oh yeah, you're talking about this a lot. They're not quite processing the don't want piece. Right. The brain it. and the body is going to hear that last bit. It's not hearing the don't want. And now that we're talking about it, I realized this morning that was me is I'm going to avoid tech issues. I don't want tech issues. My body and my brain is like tech issues. We'll give you tech issues. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. I mean, it happens with anything in terms of the body, especially, right? Because that's what the brain is paying attention to. And I see this a lot in my own healing journey. I've been there, especially around migraines, right? Because nobody wants to be in pain, right? Nobody enjoys being in pain. So I have spent a lot of time thinking, and I still do sometimes, but I've spent a lot of time thinking about how do I avoid getting a migraine or how do I set up my day so that I don't get a migraine? And there's always that ending part of the sentence of like, just don't get a migraine, please. Like whatever happens right now, don't get a migraine. And But the brain starts to think about it in that way, right? It hears migraine. And then of course, by the end of that day that I've been obsessing over the migraine, guess what I'm experiencing? Totally, totally. And it's, I think, for people who are dealing with chronic symptoms or have been dealing with healing for a long period of time, this is one of those pieces, and this is why I wanted to dedicate an episode to it, that can be so hard to shift because really, we just are trying so hard, right? We're trying so hard to get to that goal. Like, I just want X, Y, Z. But we almost always speak about it in terms of moving away from the thing that we don't want. Mm -hmm. We hardly ever talk about it in terms of moving towards the things that we do want. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm i just, I'm taking that all in. Yeah, it's so yeah. true. You know, when we start to shift the way that we're having that focus of I want X, Y, Z, but if we're describing it in a language that isn't about what we don't want right now in the present circumstance, then that allows our body the freedom to be able to shift towards the thing that we do want. But the hardest part is talking about it in those terms of what do I want instead. Definitely. So one way that we could have reframed your uh, morning thoughts, right? So instead of having tech issues, what would you have wanted to have instead? I could have thought it's going to be a, a smooth morning. I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to be calm. And I could have focused on that and thinking, wow, because I've set my morning up in this way, I'm now going to be calm, organized, on time. I could have thought about it in that way. So just that little shift instead of, I'm doing this because I don't want to be rushed and have tech issues versus I'm doing this because I want to be calm and on time and relaxed about it. It's a game changer to think about it in that way. 
it's a whole other feeling too. And I can see it. So those of you who are listening just on audio, we also record this on video and I can see a shift actually in Evie's face in terms of what she's experiencing, right? So this is why language is so, so powerful and what we were talking about in the last episode, because what goes along with our thoughts are emotions. You can't really separate the two. Like it's extremely difficult to separate a thought from an emotion. We can shove the emotion down. Don't worry about that. Like we can definitely compartmentalize in that way. But having that resulting emotion to go along with that thought of like, what if there was a smooth morning without any kind of, and see, I did it without tech issues. Like how would I actually say it? It's actually because we're so used to and programmed to kind of talk in a particular way about what we don't want, it's very easy for that to slip in. And if Evie was focusing only on a calm, smooth morning, on time, I get to show up and not be frazzled, you know, I'm just going to be calm. And again, I inserted a not be frazzled, right? So what am I focusing on? Oh, I'm focusing on the image of her being frazzled, right? So I'm trying to shift that in my brain. But that can really shift the overall emotional experience. And so what did you experience just in that little talking about your morning? Uh, Well, when I thought about it from a more calm standpoint, the original way that I could have thought about it, I felt like my shoulders did drop. I felt like I relaxed a little bit. So it's funny that you noticed that too, because I felt like that. I almost felt like my chin tilted up a little bit, like I kind of was sitting up a little bit more straight. And I just felt more relaxed. And it was just this wonderful feeling of it doesn't have to be this way or it doesn't have to be that hard or you don't have to think that it's going to be this hard all the time because it's not. I think we make up these scenarios that it's always going to be hard for us because it has been hard in the past. And that's just not true. It doesn't have to be like that going forward. And I'm working on that a lot, particularly with my own health. Like you said, you experience that with your own health issues and so do I. I'm going through some stuff right now where I've noticed recently that I am focusing on the things I don't want with my health. I don't want to be bloated. I don't want to have you know, GI issues. I don't want to have my thyroid be in a flare up. I don't want to be fatigued at 2 p.m. If I could just maybe switch the way that I think about that and say, okay, there are probably some things going on on a chemical perspective that could be worked on. Absolutely. However, what is my mindset doing to contribute to this? Is it helping or hurting the situation? So I've been really focusing on that. And this ties in really nicely with what we're talking about today, even personally with the symptoms and the health and trying not to focus so much on the symptoms versus just, okay, what can I focus on instead that I know is possible because I've experienced it before? Like I've had times where my thyroid has been great. I've had times where I didn't have bloating. I've had times where I've had great sustained energy throughout the day. So I'm focusing on that evidence versus going into the, I don't want to feel this way just because I'm getting little uh, peaks of it here and there. Does that make sense? Do you experience that too? Huge, (laughs) huge. Absolutely. Like nodding my head the whole time that you're talking because we can place so much importance on our current circumstances. So what I was thinking about when you were talking is that there's a difference between what our current circumstances are and where we are going. So we know that we've experienced different states of health. It's always in an ebb and flow. Our bodies are always trying to talk to us, right? Our symptoms are the way that our bodies talk to us and let us know when things need adjustment or shifting or or whatever, 
it's easy to interpret those symptoms as this is my reality right now, and I'm unable to do anything about it, right? And oftentimes with biology, it's not necessarily instant. Sometimes it can be instant, but sometimes it takes a little bit of time for these kinds of changes to evolve. And so if we are really focusing in on what that experience is with those symptoms, yet we don't want it, we're really just seeing more Tesla Model Ys all over the damn freeway of like, oh, look, there's uh, bloating and I've got now I've got a stomach ache and it kind of snowballs on itself. And so I like to always think about what is my current circumstance and while I have that, what can I do right now? One thing, just one thing. What can I do right now to support myself for what I'm really choosing to have, which is a life free of those things and really focus in on that freedom, freedom of pain, freedom of being frenetic and being calm and all of those things that we were talking about before. What's one thing that I can do now, but then stay, keep my focus in on where I'm going in the future. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Again, and this is why we focus so much on this in this podcast is the mindset is playing a huge role in this. If you don't have the awareness or if you don't stop the thoughts from spiraling too quickly, then you will go down that road of, oh my gosh, like this is how it's always going to be. And I knew this was going to happen. And, you know, I, I knew that this was going to happen again. And I knew that I couldn't stay healthy and this and that. And so if you can really grab those thoughts before they run wild and make sure that you focus in on, like you said, just pick one thing that you have control over right now to help turn that around or at least stop it from continuing down that path even more. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it, it can be a physical action concerning di the digestion example that we were using before. You know, it could be, well, maybe I might switch around the kind of food I'm eating. Maybe I won't eat as much raw food and I might eat cooked food for a while or something like that. Like that could be an action that you could take on the current circumstances that you're experiencing. Yet at the same time, our focus from a mindset and a thought pattern perspective stays on the goal, right? Keep your eye on the ball kind of thing. It's like we want to make sure that we keep that focus there. I want to make sure that people understand too, we're not asking people to completely bypass their emotions. Like we'll have thoughts or we'll be experiencing certain symptoms and emotion will come through. And usually it's it could be disappointment or frustration or bitterness or sadness or whatever that happens to be. And we're not talking about completely bypassing emotions and only being happy-go-lucky thinking about unicorns and rainbows all the time. That's not what we're talking about, right? It is using language as a tool, however, to acknowledge like, okay, body, I've got some symptoms going on. Hmm. All right. I'm a little frustrated. Cool. What could I do to shift that a little bit, take a little bit of action, and then focus on body? Let's start talking about, okay, what is this going to be like without bloating? No bloating whatsoever, eating food, digesting, great, you know, everything's perfect. I'm getting gold stars on my Bristol stool chart, all of that stuff. Like, that's what we can start thinking about in a way of thinking about our future and keeping our focus on what it is we yep. do want. I think 
remembering that we have control over that is really reassuring for a lot of people, including myself, because it can feel like when things do start to get a little out of control or um, maybe shifting a little bit in a way that we don't want them to, it's hard to remember in the moment that, okay, there are things that I can do to work on this. So again, I hope that that really is something people take home and when they're listening to this or watching this is that you do have control over some of that and like you said, you know, not that long ago, sometimes these things take time. So yeah, it might not be an immediate fix, but knowing that you can take action steps towards uh, resolving or um, reversing whatever might be going on, that's always really reassuring to me. And so I try and remind myself of that too. Yeah. I think part of how we get stuck in it when we're focusing on what it is we don't want, it can just be that reinforcing circle. You know, it's like, oh, I don't want that. And yet I see it again, you know, and you were talking about your morning and not having it be filled with technical issues, right? And then we had a technical issue. And and one of the things that I noticed and caught myself saying this morning is, wow, I am so distracted and things are not going to plan. Like that is how my morning started. And then I was like, huh, that's interesting. You know, it's like I'm blaming the dog for things not going to plan and all of those things. And and it's because that's where my focus was. But if I really ask myself, well, what was my plan for this morning? And was I focusing on executing that plan? No, not really. I was just kind of going through and reacting to everything that was happening this morning. And so, you know, I too found myself in that situation of focusing so much on my present circumstances that it led me into stumbling on more of the same thing. And so I just kept experiencing the same thing. And of course, Jen's voice, because I listen to her audiobooks, so I get to hear her voice, but Jen Sincero's voice comes in my head of like, what you focus on is what you will experience. And that that one statement has been so life-changing for me that it's it's really helped me kind of delve into this this world of one, well, one sect of science is psychoneuroimmunology, but, you know, just how the body reacts to what we're thinking and, and what our thoughts are, it's, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, I guess to an extent, I always kind of knew, like, I think we know that, okay, what we focus on is what we will experience. I think we we get that like on a subconscious level, but, you know, ever since talking with you and working with you and you repeating that to me and just telling it to me when I need to hear it, it really has made a big difference because I can turn those things around a lot quicker. So instead of staying in a crummy mood or instead of staying in a stressed out state or instead of staying in this like despair of, oh, my health is crumbling or, oh, something's going on, I've been able to come out of that a lot quicker because you've been reminding me of these things. So it, it really does help, especially for people who have some sort of chronic illness where they do experience things on a more regular basis, or they can at least. It's different because instead of focusing it on, wow, here we go again, this sucks. It's like, okay, I'm noticing this. I'm not a fan of it, but what else can I focus on? Because I don't want to experience this for the next week or whatever it might be. So it really is, like I said, I called it a game changer and I stand by that. It really has been for me. And even now I feel like my my day is turning around after the, having this conversation and re- being reminded of this. As you were talking, I was remembering that one way that people describe this phenomenon, right, of what you're focusing on is what you'll experience. Another way to say that is, is life happening to you or for Hmm. you? 
right? So sometimes we can think, oh, life is happening to me. And like, oh, look, the mic messed up. And now we have tech issues, right? Why does this always happen to me? Yeah, I'm and- the victim of the mic attacking me, sabotaging <laughs> my morning. Right. Totally. <laughs> or is, you know, life happening for us? And is this situation of, hey, the mic's not functioning properly? Is that because you've been focusing on the mic not functioning properly? Like, is this an opportunity to change the way that we're thinking in this moment? And so that's another way of me catching myself, because those are the you'll learn everybody has their own phrases in their brain, right? That they talk about. But one of those phrases is, how come this continues to happen to me? That's something that I hear a lot. And that reminds me of like, oh, it's not really happening to me. It's just I'm focusing on it a lot and I need to kind of shift it around. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know. I have a few of those too that I uh, repeat. They kind of like, it's a carousel of those. And one just kind of comes out like, oopsie, I knew this would happen or, oh, are you really surprised? I have a lot of those. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, oh, hey, see more evidence to reinforce that there's going to be tech issues no matter what. Are you really surprised? It's funny how we as human beings will go out and look for evidence to support what it is we're currently thinking about. One of my coaches always says we are meaning making machines, which is so true. We have to make a meaning out of everything, including a malfunctioning, you know, microphone. Like that has to mean something, but it doesn't. It's, you know, it's like, oh, setting was off. Oh, no big deal. You know, so it's interesting how we constantly mean or create meaning out of things. And that becomes a reinforcement for the focus of, gosh, this is always happening to me, or I am always dealing with migraines, or I'm always going to be sick. Those kinds of thought patterns are the things that can be shifted. And it takes practice, you guys. Evie and I have been practicing this and we still got caught up in it all the time. But it just takes practice because at first it's like, well, what are you talking about? How do I talk about something that isn't my current circumstance? That just takes practice. It really does, especially when you're very used to talking about things in a in a particular way. Yeah. When you were talking about how we're meaning making machines, so that's all very tied to cognitive behavioral therapy, which I've been doing for like eight or nine years. And one thing that I it finally clicked, you know, talking to my therapist and doing a lot of this work because I was always looking for meaning. I was always looking for evidence to back up the thought that I had, the schema that I had in my brain, right? That was just so all encompassing. And I just realized that like I have made myself a detective and this is exhausting. Like I don't need to be a detective all day long. Why am I going out looking for evidence of things that don't even really exist? I'm making evidence and I'm twisting things to make it support the thought that I'm having that isn't even true to begin with that I should have never even paid attention to. And that is an exhausting state to live in. And so just again, the more aware we are of, am I trying to make this mean more than it does? Um, If you can snip that in the bud, it's going to be stress relief for you because you're not going to be in that detective mode, which is very exhausting because we have so many other things going on in our lives. The last thing I need to do is look for every little thing that happens to me to mean something spectacular or significant. 
I love that you brought that up because I want to make sure that anybody who's listening to this that is dealing with chronic health issues or chronic symptoms for a long period of time and feel like they might be in a rut, um, we're absolutely not minimizing your experience. However, one phrase to keep in mind that helps me with that is that while you may be experiencing these symptoms or having these symptoms that you're dealing with, remember that you are a human experiencing those symptoms. You aren't the symptoms, right? And a lot of times we delve into the meaning making so much that it becomes our identity. And so I'll work with some clients and I'll hear them say it. And it's very casual, of course, because it's just kind of become their everyday way of talking about it. But they will introduce themselves as I have XYZ diagnosis, I have Hashimoto's, or I have this, that or the other. And that doesn't necessarily have to be so layered down with all the evidence onto the meeting that we make it concrete doesn't have to be cemented into place. It's all about how we're languaging and turning that focus of you might be experiencing, you know, chronic GI symptoms right now, but that's exactly what is happening. You are human who is having that experience of that emotion or having frustration or having sadness, right? It doesn't mean that you are frustration or sadness. And that's something that I have to remember a lot because I'll get a migraine and I'll be like, oh, see, it's happening again, you know, and I can instantly get into that mindset. And then I have to remind myself, oh, I'm a human that's experiencing a migraine. Maybe I should just check in and make sure, like, have I done anything that I know is a trigger for a migraine recently that I could correct right now? And then, you know, give myself that time and space to kind of deal with that. But I think reminding ourselves that we don't have to place so much meaning onto something. For example, you were sharing that you're dealing with some health symptoms yourself right now. It doesn't mean that you've gone backwards, but that's what we'd like to assume almost immediately when symptoms start to show up again is that we've traveled back in time magically somehow and that we're back in our worst state, right? So, um, just being careful with how we're assigning meaning, I think it's really important. Yeah. And one thing that I've been repeating to myself is it's not necessarily that you did something, right? Like sometimes things just happen. Um, it doesn't mean that there was something that you did in particular. It might have been a culmination of things or maybe your focus was on something else because, you know, life happens and there's a lot of things going on. And so for me, I tend to when I have this flare up or I have symptoms that I'm experiencing, my go to is typically to do like self blame of like it's because you didn't do this or you you fell off the wagon with this or you've neglected this. And I've been trying really hard to say, you know what, I've done the best that I can. And sometimes these things just happen. And thank goodness I have the tools to course correct. So that's my focus now is what can I do to course correct? So it really does tie into what we've been talking about is and I just, I share this because I want people to understand that you and I go through this, right? We're not immune to any of it. We go through this and we have to support each other and work through the same self-talk that we're talking about on this podcast. Um, it's not like you all of a sudden learn it and you're like, oh, I'm good. I'm never going to have to experience this again. No, you very much still have to do it. And it's a daily, weekly practice 
And the more you do it, the more reps you put in, the easier it becomes. So then you can catch yourself a lot sooner and not spiral as much as you would have maybe a year or two ago. I loved how you said that because we are, we're human. We are experiencing different things as, you know, we go through life. Um, Not every day is perfect. (laughs) I will definitely say I don't get fiber as much as I should every single day. And I'm not always eating organic and all of that stuff. And I think what you said is so important because in our space, the health space, right, there's this expectation, this unspoken expectation that comes across that once you learn something like eating or choosing organic over conventional or, you know, uh, eating enough fiber during the day or, you know, not eating sugar or whatever, oftentimes a, a lot of these examples have to do around food because that's an easy lifestyle thing to shift, right? But there's this unspoken expectation that gets placed on to people that life will always be that way that it will be permanently that way. And if you're not showing up 100%, you're making mistakes or you're doing bad things to your body or you're regressing or whatever, and it's your fault, right? And by all means, like throw that dogma in the trash bin. That's just crazy and ridiculous and not allowing any kind of room to just be human. And this is all part of the human experience. And if we can make one small shift by just really recognizing what is it that we're focusing on, we can kind of relax a little bit, not relax in the sense of like, give up. That's not what I mean by relax, but not be so hard on ourselves and not be so critical on ourselves for having these different kinds of circumstances or experiences. Definitely. I know it's exciting for me because again, I I know that I'm a lot further than I used to be years ago, but it's exciting because I know that I'm eager and excited to see where things are going to be in the next year and the more practice I get. So every time these things come up where I'm like, oh, my health again, or oh my gosh, my GI system symptoms, or oh, I think that I'm having some adrenal stuff. Like I'm always like, okay, use the tools you have to correct this and work on your mindset. And it's cool because every time this happens, because again, it's not like it's never going to happen again. I have this new opportunity to evaluate, well, how far have I come? How much did I grow? The way that I'm handling this situation right now with my symptoms is totally different than how I would have handled it two years ago. And that's because of the work that I've been putting in. And I don't want to say daily to scare someone, but it is daily for me sometimes. I have to stop and think because my thoughts, they will go crazy if I let them. So I have to really, you know, keep a tight leash on them and say, okay, wait a second. Like, is that really true? Do I need to pay attention to that thought? Probably not. Okay, you, you know, just fly on by. I don't need to pay attention to you. You, okay, you can land because you're relevant and you're important. So it's that daily practice. So again, the mindset stuff really does come into play with the health because I know that my health will be a lot worse if I wasn't focusing on the mindset stuff as well. Yes, a thousand, a thousand percent. Um, You'll hear people say that we experience, you know, 10,000 thoughts, 30,000 thoughts a day, whatever. Uh, I finally found a study on it, by the way. And um, they've been able to map out thought patterns or thought, they call them thought worms, which I thought was kind of weird because that makes me think about worms in the brain. But um But I say thought spiral because I know that I can kind of just ruminate on the same kind of topic and find myself in a spiral. So we actually do have about 5,000 of those every single day. And if you think about it, it is a daily practice. In fact, it's a moment to moment practice. And um, 
they say one step at a time or one moment at a time, one minute at a time. Sometimes that's how this is, especially when we're first starting to try and shift around that that focus, right? But yeah, it is a daily practice. And is it perfect? Never. (laughs) It's never perfect, but it doesn't have to be. And that's the important piece that I think that you're trying to express is that, yes, it's it's like uh, going to the gym. It's a muscle, right? The first couple times we try and lift that weight, it's going to be all shaky and like out of balance and we may not get get that big weight lifted up right but the more we practice the smoother it becomes and the stronger we become and we're able to actually do that it's the same kind of thing with really paying attention to what our focus is on exactly anything else you want to say about this topic no i i hope that it is um, inspiring to other people and again gives them hope and gives them um confidence that this is something that they do have control over because I know it can feel like you're spiraling a lot. So I'd be curious to hear from everyone who listened and or watched like what their takeaways are with this and if they could relate to anything that we've expressed. Love it. Love it. And we'll be returning next week. Next week, we've got another guest for you. So we're really excited about that. And uh, hopefully we'll see you guys outside. thanks for joining us for this episode of the Wildly Optimized Wellness Podcast. If you are ready to dig deeper into your health, stop playing the wackest symptom game, start testing to get better guidance, you can find more about Terea at terearodriguez.com and you can find Evie at holisticallyrestored.com. Want to peek into what it's like to work with us? Come join us at our Optimized Wellness community. You can find the invitation link in the show notes below. And if you have a question for the show, you can submit your question under the podcast section of TereaRodriguez.com. Finally, if you found something helpful in this episode, don't forget to leave a review, hit that follow button, or share it with a friend. They're going to love that you thought of them. Until next time, see you outside. <laughs>